And I'm your co-host, Nick. Today we'll be doing a mini episode on a very fascinating topic that we'll, we've always wanted to talk about. And it just never really fit in with any kind of films or media or anything like that we really wanted to make a full episode on. And that's um, The Ellen Show. We want to talk about The Ellen Show. We all know Ellen. She's the face of daytime TV. We all know Ellen because her show is... Going off the rails um, yeah. and off the air. Mm. And also, Ellen is a bad person. It, it is. Like, I actually haven't really tuned into the show at all. But I, I'm not going to lie. I actually used to love the show when I was younger because it always came on at around 12 p.m. on a weekday. And I would watch it at, like, Channel 9. Yeah? And I would just watch it and I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And um, I used to watch it a lot because during, like, the late 2000s I was in like I was like I was maybe like 10 to 9 years old and during that time was the twilight mania right and so I was obsessed with twilight and where would I get twilight content and twilight interviews from the Ellen show and so I'd literally watch the Ellen show just to watch like Rob Patterson or like Taylor Lautner or like Kristen Stewart when I was younger it was it was it was just a weird time but that was kind of like my introduction to the Ellen show as a kid. Yeah, it was just like the show that would sometimes come on when you were sick from school mm. or stay, staying home. You didn't really understand it. And that's that's basically all daytime TV is. It's for bored housewives and sick children who have no supervision at home. Anyway, I feel like we should start from the interesting place that I would say is the turning point in Ellen's career, which is the Dakota Johnson interview, mm. because it's the most notorious, it went viral on Twitter, and it's really where public criticism of Ellen began. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so, such beautiful, like, work by Dakota. All she says is, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. What Dakota does there is she's hitting back against this really mean persona. Well, not even persona. We know it's not a persona. We know that that's what Ellen is just like. And she's hitting back at that on a very public level. She's pushing back because Ellen has been making celebrity guests uncomfortable for years on her television show. I want to bring up something that happened about a decade ago on The Ellen Show. We all know I love All I Want for Christmas. Favorite yes, song? Ma- Mariah Carey, yes. When Mariah Carey was on the show, basically one of the producers had told Ellen or somebody had told Ellen that Mariah Carey is pregnant. And so on air, she coerced Mariah into either drinking champagne or admitting that she was pregnant. And Mariah was not ready to announce that. Mm-hmm. But because it's all like jokey, it's like you're not really seeing the pressure. And a week later, Mariah Carey had a miscarriage. That's why she wasn't announcing it, because at the early stages of pregnancy, that's really something that could happen. So Ellen has forced this out into the public sphere where it has no place belonging. This is what she does her whole career, and it's only when Dakota Johnson calls it out so politely, so politely and beautifully, that 
people on the other side of the things who are not celebrities also start speaking out against mm. Ellen. Yeah, and it's really fascinating because it's not just Dakota. Like, there's, there's been a history of a lot of celebrities that actually did call her out and they actually got blacklisted from her show. Like, you know, um, her name's uh, Kathy or Katie Griffiths. Kathy Griffith. Kathy Griffith. That's her name. The Trump head one? Yes, the, the Trump head one. She basically had an interview with Ellen and Ellen was very uh, focused on um, Kathy's brand of humor, which is very mean spirited. And if you watch the interview, it's very uncomfortable. And in Kathy Griffin's um, memoir, she actually talks about Ellen and how Ellen is actually allegedly very mean and rude and actually kicked her out of the Emmys VIP space or something like that. I could be wrong, but that was what happened. And I was just like, what the hell? And this was during like 2007 when Kathy Griffins was actually calling her out. Except nobody really respected. We don't respect women in this house. (laughs) (laughs) For legal purposes, that is a joke. We love all women. Um... (laughs) Not all women. I don't love Ellen. Yes, that's... This is an Ellen hate space. (laughs) This is a safe space for hating Ellen. Come join us. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but um, but yeah, basically she has a lot of she has a huge track record of just being very mean spirited and really, really rude to not just cast members but also to celebrities. And I have just so many examples of the things that she's done in the past. I think it comes down to her brand of, in big quotation marks, humor. Because there's a very fine line between being, like, a comedic arsehole, like, yeah, being funny and that brand of humour, that sort of sardonicism, I don't think that's a word, that sardonic sort of humour, that sarcasm, and just being a straight-up arsehole. And I think it's the whole theory of, like, are you punching up, are you punching down? And the thing with Ellen is, like, it's this really weird grey area where she's, like, a celebrity attacking other celebrities, who knows? She's just swinging everywhere, but she's... I Like like you said, it's really uncomfortable to watch Ellen interviewing people because, like, they are not laughing with Ellen. They are being laughed at. The audience in Ellen's, like, show, they are so... They're like a pack of hyenas. They laugh so hard at Ellen being just straight up mean, like a horrible person. It's like... Is this Americans? What? Is this us? Yeah. Philosophy it's, time. It's so it's so weird because like, oh, one of the worst moments that Ellen has actually done, which I think is very circulated, is the time where she had that free merch in her shop. Yes. And then there's like then like all the audience members could take one free item from that table, right? So they're only allowed to take one free item, but then she had a hidden camera to actually scope out the people that took more than one item. And when they did capture the people that took more than one item, in the actual show, she actually called them out and then made them sit in Ellen jail, which basically was humiliating. And um, basically, she was shaming an audience member for taking more than one piece of free merch from her shop. Like... And then kind of publicly shaming them. Like, I know it's, I know it was definitely set up. It definitely looks like it was set up and it was set up as a joke. But the fact that it had to happen was weird. And the fact that 
the fact that it just occurred in the show and people are now talking about it, it's just it's just such a weird moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really honestly sadistic, mm. I guess would be the word. It's deriving pleasure from other people's like emotional humiliation and shame. It's like, yo, what? You're one of the videos I watched uh, to prepare for this episode mentions that, yo, she is a millionaire, like calling out people for taking two bits of merch that cost her cents or something. <sighs> it's so classist. <laughs> yeah. It, it really the, is. That's the thing with old celebrities. Ellen is 63. She's 63. Damn. She's 63. She's a fucking boomer. She's a dinosaur. Like, She's not so to be old. not to be ageist, but no, I'm gonna be ageist. You know, I but am. to be ageist to Ellen, Ellen deserved it. I mean, the way she treats people, <laughs> she can be mean to other people. We can be mean back to her. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, uh, the thing with like aging celebrity com- comedians is that they stop being funny because they lose the sense of authenticity that made them. Like, have you watched Jerry Seinfeld? In the 21st century. No. His stand-up made after the show Seinfeld is so fucking bad because he's not relatable. Mm-hmm. Because Seinfeld is a show about being, like, relatable and stuff. And that's his comedy is, like, his comedy is very observational. His comedy is, like, everyman. He stops being the everyman. He loses that authenticity. He loses what made him good. But people will still pay money to see him because they know the name and they're not going to go out and, like, find something new. Why would they do that? This mm-hmm. is Jerry Seinfeld. Let's just keep watching him. This is Ellen DeGeneres. Let's just keep watching her. Mm. Like, I, yeah, like, people go to Ellen not just for the content, but mainly because she has a household name. Like, mm. she is such a huge pop culture figure in Hollywood, and people pay to go on her show because they want to see her, not to see her content. And that's something that I find very interesting. Yeah, and I think something I find interesting too is the fact that she is not heterosexual. This is a lesbian we are talking about. It sounds weird to just straight up point that out, like, ah, lesbian. It's like, no, but that's important because, Mm -hmm. like, when she came out, for context, she came out in 1997. It was a massive moment for Ellen to come out of the closet. And one of the jokes on her show, uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show, which it was a sitcom, not the talk show, she keeps naming things after herself. Why? It's, it's you see that you see kind of the trend here with her. It's narcissism. So it is. It, it's just rich white Hollywood narcissism. Yeah. She literally comes out of a closet and it's like, mm. yeah, but that's actually really big. And her wife, I did not know this. I did not put it together that uh, her wife Portia, is... yeah. Yeah. She's Lindsay Bluth on Arrested Development. I just... <gasps> I did not put that together. I'm like, wait, Lindsay Bluth is a lesbian too? Good for her. <laughs> She's also Australian, I think. Yeah, I saw mm. that too. She went to University of Melbourne. I'm oh like, my god, She was born in Horsham. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Uh, it's just that... It's such a weird side note, but it really just blew my mind. But it's like, okay, back to the point, is that Ellen being a lesbian is a significant thing because it distinguishes her from being, like, uh, not to be stereotypical, but a straight white male. Mm -hmm. She is not male, she is not straight. And that's important 
or it was culturally important at the time. It was a bit of representation that did need to happen. It's just unfortunate that she's a bad person. We can cri- we can criticize lesbians now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame that she she did she like I definitely think that she's done she has had a monumental impact on the LGBTQI plus community during that time. But nowadays, her representation is not good representation of the community. She has not, like, she does a lot for the LGBTQI plus community, but just not enough anymore. And it's very interesting because she's, there's been a, she's been criticized a lot for going to a football game with George W. Bush, the man that's against sex, um, same sex marriage, the guy that, you know, is basically a war criminal. But basically, yeah, like, he, he's not a great guy and it's really funny because she actually talks about you know like oh you know we shouldn't be um worried about the past and we shouldn't you know um let people like people's past define them and i was just like yeah but he's george w bush he he's a he's a republican he 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 believes that same-sex marriage shouldn't exist there's something just does not match up here it's very it's very privileged because like when she was defending her uh friendship with george w bush also why would you be friends with him i don't understand what does he bring to the table i don't get it but when she was defending her position it's like i don't believe friendship should be like dictated by political differences and it's like bro that's so not the point it's not oh you are slightly to the right of me, I now hate you. It's like, this is a person who does not agree with your fundamental rights as a human being Mm. and who actively campaigned against them. Mm. That's not just political differences. That is a person who is directly responsible for a lot of issues in your life. Like, Ellen's marriage, like, to Portia de Rossi, was for a bit there. It was legally contentious. Because marriage equality had not been achieved universally, and there was a proposal, and it's like, okay, this is like, we have to like go to court for this. It's like, the, George W. Bush is a person. He is a person who has reinforced that system, and if anything, he would have made it even harder, made it even more illegal. Okay, we need to also hone in on the fact that she treats her crew members and the people that work with her really horribly and there's like heaps and heaps and countless accounts of instances where people have called her out for being rude and being mean and being very toxic to work with have you heard about all of those like rumors and those oh yeah um, allegations? i don't even think it's rumors i think if enough people are saying it like mm. at some point it becomes the truth or close enough to it it's like about like, oh yeah, she's just going to pick a person and she's going to shit on them all day. And if that person is you, you just have to deal with it. It will be someone else the next day. I can really believe that because I have been in situations and I'm sure you've been in situations where we know people like this who just Mm -hmm. pick on one person a day to be an absolute dickhead to. Yeah, it's true. And they like there's also been accounts of people um, having to turn their backs whenever she walks past them. She doesn't want to have eye contact with anybody. And she also has a huge ego on set and during the production. 
process as well. And so it's very hard to work with her. And a lot of people have been coming out and saying it. Oh yeah, like if she doesn't like a monologue that somebody else has written for her, she just will like throw a temper tantrum, she'll throw it on the ground, she won't do it, she won't read it. It's like, write your own show then, Ellen. What the fuck? Oh, it's just, the and also the labour, she also is uh, known for abusing a lot of labour practices as well and having a very um, unkind working condition. <laughs> Mm. And weren't there also a lot, I don't want to say more serious because like workplace bullying is very serious, but there were more accusations that came out as well with one of the producers assaulting someone? Yeah, like... there was a um, I, an alleged sexual harassment case that was happening. Yeah, and all heaps, at the same time. Yeah, and heaps of discrimination and all of that was um happening during the show's production so a lot of a lot of moments in uh in ellen degeneres's uh production show and her career it's not not good stuff i think it's really interesting that the all the allegations of the workplace uh bullying came out after the mass onslaught of criticism that came for her after the dakota johnson interview and I think it's interesting that Dakota Johnson has done the opposite of what Ellen has done. Ellen is using her privilege to bully and shame people and make the world a worse place, just almost objectively. But Dakota uses her privilege as a celebrity, as a very well-known actress, and as a straight-up bomb. She's a girl boss. She, 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 she invented girl boss, gay key, like, gaslight energy. Uh, hearing stories of her on set in the Fifty Shades trilogy is really funny. It's like, I respect the shit out of you. I don't respect those movies, but mm. I love I respect her. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's gone through shit and she uses her privilege as a... Because she's, she's not an audience member. She is on the show. People know her name. And she uses that to call Ellen out. She uses that power that she has for probably good. Good. <laughs> Like, we'll all hope good. So it's like the voice of the masses is being elevated by a very privileged person as well. Again and again, we see this. It's not like the audience didn't just rise up and stop buying tickets to Ellen. No, people are still going to like Ellen, but her show did get cancelled. Well, mm-hmm. it's on its final season, finally. Mm-hmm. It's been <laughs> airing since like 2006. It's been 17 years, actually. 17. I find it interesting how her motto is be kind and it's like yes we'll all be kind to each other and it's like she is so mean and even when it's like her public persona she's mean what do you mean oh yeah i'm the be kind lady and that awful awful apology like the opening monologue can we just talk about that apology for a sec just holy crap that was bad like i've seen a lot of bad youtube apologies like you come in and you're dressed in a very authentic way you have big to like, sigh you know <sighs> big sigh before you actually start the apology you have to maybe cry maybe look like very disheveled and all of that i'm just saying she was ticking all of the checklists for a youtube apology all she needed was a notes app on twitter and then that would complete the holy trinity of the apology but it's like it's one of those and this is a running uh joke in the new brooklyn 99 season of mm. this uh police union guy he's like 
never say the S word, and the S word is sorry. I don't believe Ellen said sorry, because mm. saying sorry means you are admitting to your mistakes and that you are admitting that you have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think she did that. She never said sorry, yeah. It's like, it's a big, important word. How do you make an apology video and don't say an apology? <laughs> it's just the video. You remember in the, oh my god, throwback, do you remember, like, March, April 2020? The no. cute days of the pandemic, oh. when we were all laughing at celebrities crying in their mansions. Ellen yes. was one of those celebrities yeah. crying wow. in their mansions. Oh it's God. like, oh, this social isolation is really hard. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's just rich people crying and Gal Gadot's Imagine video. Oh my God. So tone deaf. Like, I, like, I just don't think celebrities should exist. I just mm. don't think it, they should exist anymore, and and I just think they're so arbitrary and just so unnecessary. And oh yeah, that's <sighs> the thing. I don't like looking into celebrities' personal life. I Same. do it, but I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't want to know about it because these are people. Most of the time, they're just people doing a job. Yeah, it's it's so weird about Hollywood and just celebrity culture. Just baffles me, and it terrifies me. I don't think I can. I would never ever want to be a part of that industry. Never want anyone I know to be a part of that industry. It's just so messed up. It sucks. And the thing is, we give famous people so much leeway to do terrible things. Like, it's this weird fun fact, you know? Hey, Ellen DeGeneres friends with George W. Bush. And it's like we would not condone that sort of behavior with the average person. And celebrity really obscures that, and it makes people think that they are above everyone. Like, mm-hmm. uh, remember the uh, Australian Open, uh, I think, last year, this year? I don't know, time is meaningless. This pandemic yeah. has killed that. Yeah. Um, the, the tennis players were all crying about, like, being in hotel quarantine when they came to Australia. It's like, yeah, dude, I know it sucks for you athletically, but shut the fuck up. You are a normal person who is quite capable of bringing COVID into this country. Exactly. Stay in your little hotel room, you fuckhead, Djokovic. It's like, what the fuck? Shut up. Celebrities think they're exempt from, like, basic social norms. Mm-hmm. Just because they're rich and powerful and... Oh, that's just very unfortunate. Celebrity does something to your head. It's mm-hmm. very it's, strange. It's so weird. It's just a narcissism. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal just doesn't shower now, apparently. What? And, like, he, he doesn't bathe that much. He I looks think. like it's he doesn't new, bathe. Yeah, it makes sense, huh? Is this new wave thing coming through celebrities? It's like, mm, it's healthier to keep you the natural oils of your body. It's like, bitch, you stink. And it's like, I, I saw him on an ad for uh, Cologne. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking need that. <laughs> but I also hate the fact that I know that Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't shower. That's not something I need to know. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal is a really weird guy in general, though. Like, he's he's weird. He's like a slightly less rapey Jared Leto. Yeah. So, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, more like Ellen DeBitch. Haha. <laughs> We will be back in a few weeks' time with a special Big Blue Mega Mind episode. Yay! If you want to see our political takes, our weird takes, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, and I'm probably forgetting one. Oh yeah, and Letterboxd, as always. It's been a bit dry of recent, but you can also follow our individual Letterboxd. 
Um, all the links are in the description below, uh, as well as our zero amount of sources. Yeah, with zero sources. This is just zero com- sources. Complete. We were talking out of the arse the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I've been Nick. I've been Mon. See you first.